just close your eyes and just envisage stepping in beyond the veil. We can never practice this enough. Because we need to hear and be taught from beyond the veil. And I want to speak from beyond the veil and be taught by heaven. The first night I spoke, I don't know if everybody was here, I was speaking about the mature sons. God's dream is that he is going to have mature sons on earth. The manifestation of the sons. And that looks like Christ as he is in heaven. Christ is a sword coming out of his mouth. Eyes of fire. Everything Christ did and everything he is and everything he always was and never will be, we are going to become like him. This is the dream of God and it's beyond just revival. Every revival is to prepare us and take us so that we become like Christ. But the question is, how do we become like that? How do we become like that? I spoke about the fire, how there's a fire coming. A baptism of fire that will change our very DNA, our genetics. A fire that's going to transform us so that we become like him. We will become like the flame. We will become on fire. Men of fire on the earth. Like Joel's army, a fire went before them. This is the day of Joel's army rising in the earth. And the fire is going to prepare us to be like Jesus. But the other ingredient that's so powerful and is going to transform us and we're going to get a revelation of it is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. And I just want to get through some scriptures today, but as I say, remain in the spirit about the blood and then Bill is going to come up and take us through communion. Because the blood, there's a revelation coming about the blood. When I was a wee boy, I went to a convention in Wales and 3,000 people sang a song about the blood and something happened to me. I don't understand it and I don't I didn't even then understand what the blood was all about but it transformed me it changed me forever and I feel the impact and the power of the blood of Jesus and I know that the blood is going to change us forever Jesus said I tell you the truth Anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. But anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. And anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread, which I will offer, which I offer, 
as my flesh. So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. I live because of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. And anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna, but they will live forever. Paul said, I tell you a mystery. Not all of you will die. Not all of you will sleep. We have just assumed that somehow that's talking about has gone to heaven. But what if it means there's a generation who will never actually die? Like Enoch. Do you know there's people on earth who are hundreds of years old? <laughs> <laughs> do you know there's people Enoch Enoch was one but do you know there's someone in somewhere in Egypt Ian Clayton knows him and he's hundreds of years old and he has to cover his arms and skin because when he shows them he's translucent light the revelation of the blood is going to transform us Jesus said you will not die I tell you a mystery, Paul says. Not all of you will sleep. Whatever's a generation that gets a hold of this? What if we're the generation that gets a hold of the fact that if we eat his flesh, Jesus said you will not die? Was Jesus telling lies? <laughs> <laughs> the blood the blood that forgives sins Matthew 26 28 says this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins even just stopping there is enough <laughs> that we are forgiven that we are becoming the mature sons, but everyone is qualified because of the blood. There is nobody here that's disqualified, as Bill says, because the blood says you are forgiven. The blood speaks in the heavenly realms, in the courtroom. And if we stand in the courtroom, the blood speaks on your behalf and says, forgiven. When the accuser comes into the courtroom and accuses we can stand and say, okay, I'm guilty. And the blood will say, you're forgiven. Everybody here can be part of Joel's army. The manifestation of the sons is for everyone. The blood. It gives life to those who drink it. 
Jesus said to them, Verily, verily, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will have no life in you. But if you drink his blood, you'll have life. And if we have resurrection life, it means we cannot die. The power of the blood is about to transform a generation who are on planet Earth right now. Transforming us. Transforming us that we may have health and wholeness. Transforming our genetics and DNA. Destroying sickness. Because there's power in the everlasting covenant. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power to destroy sickness. And there will come a day where there's not one person sick amongst us. And I'm speaking to myself as well because I struggle with things. There's coming a day where we will have fullness of life, fullness of mental health, fullness of physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, psychological health, because we partake of the blood. It's not just to remember Jesus, it transforms us Oh, it transforms us from the inside out till we become like Christ. We are partaking of the divine nature. The blood causes us to dwell in Christ. John 6, 56 says, He who feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood dwells continually in me. And I, in like manner, dwell continually in him. Divine union because of the blood. That we are united with Christ, fully united with him. That we are seated with him in heavenly places. That we are heirs with God. Everything he has, we can have. And we are seated with Christ. blood is transforming us as we drink and eat it it's not just to remember it changes us the blood it is the means by which Jesus became our atonement through faith atonement means at one meant at one with God fully united in him fully consumed by him we are in him we are in heavenly places and earth at the same time because wherever he is we can be wherever he is we can be because we are at one with him we are at one with his heart at one with his mind because of the blood atonement at one meant one with him fully united with each other because of the blood we are in him and he is in us and we are in each other because we are the body and it's all because of the blood the blood we receive your blood
in healing and health is in the atonement. 1 Peter 2.24 says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we may cease from sinning and live for righteousness. By his wounds you are healed. If you're sick right now, just plead the blood. And if you re- you can receive healing right now, whatever it is, because there's such power in the blood, people are going to be transformed in a minute, in a second. It's not going to be weeks and months of recovery. It's in a second because of the blood. And I just proclaim healing over everyone here. The blood destroys cancer. The blood heals arthritis. The blood destroys migraines and diabetes. Because by his stripes we were healed. The blood of the covenant. When we were born again, we entered an eternal covenant where God made a covenant with us the dust of the earth and raised us up to be like kings from nothing fallen man raised up to be with kings and not just be with kings but to be kings priests and kings having access to the courts of heaven because of the blood The blood has justified us and saved us from the wrath to come. And there is a wrath to come. People, Some people say there's not anymore. Well, let me read what Paul says. <laughs> Romans 5, 9. He says, Much more then, because we have now been declared righteous by his blood, we will be saved through him from God's wrath. We like to quote Paul and all the grace scriptures, but Paul says we are saved from the wrath to come. The blood. The blood has redeemed us. Ephesians 1, 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Redemption means the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. There was a debt that we could not pay because the wages of sin was death. Man had fallen. Adam had fallen. We were united with God in the garden, walking with God in the cool of the day. No separation. And we fell. Mankind fell. But the blood has restored us again. And the veil has been torn from heaven to earth. Because of the blood. We have been bought back. The price has been paid. 
and Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. He is outside time. It was... <laughs> he died 2,000 years ago, but he actually died before the foundation of the world. Because in the eternal realm, there is no time. And he was, and he is, and he has to come. <laughs> I'm getting a bit wobbly. <laughs> well, it brings those who are far away from God near to him. Ephesians 2.23 It brings reconciliation to God. It cleanses us, cleanses our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. As Bill said, there's no religious effort because we cannot clean ourselves. The sacrifice cannot clean itself. It's the blood of Jesus that cleanses us. It's the blood of Jesus that transforms us. We just need to present ourselves as a living sacrifice and say, Lord, cleanse me with your blood. It's not just symbolic. It's a real transition where we are changed from glory to glory, where we are transformed into beings of light. For we are transformed into the image of the Son. We become like Him. And it's a means by which we enter the most holy place with boldness. We can go through the veil and meet the Lord face to face. Hebrews 10, 19, 22 says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, Since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water, we have confidence to enter the most holy place. Not just the outer courts, not just the, the holy place, but the holy of holies is open. And the curtain is his body. 
As we partake of his body, we go through the curtain beyond the veil to the Holy of Holies. And we're introduced to the Father face to face. Because of the everlasting covenant of the blood. Face to face. Because of the blood. (laughs) Forgiveness because of the blood. Health because of the blood transformed, transfigured because of the blood. Changed from glory to glory. And not just restored to the order of Adam, but restored to the order of Christ and the order of Melchizedek. A new order. The old order has gone. The new has come. We can go beyond the veil to the Holy of Holies, commune with the Father, be in one with Him, union with Him, all because of the blood. Mm-hmm. And the blood speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Hebrews 12 22 29. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirit of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. We have come to Mount Zion. Not we will come, but we have come to the heavenly Jerusalem. The body of Christ is the veil. We partake of the blood and the body and we go through the veil into the heavenly realm into the heavenly government, into the heavenly Mount Zion because of the blood and the blood speaks in the courtroom and says forgiven, says sanctified, says healed. Because the blood speaks. I want to just share a few things that God showed me that I've never seen before. It's really the spirit of wisdom teaching us about the blood and about the courtroom and about the government and about how the blood is part of the court system of heaven. And this relates to the mature sons. The blood bears witness in the earth along with the spirit and the water. 1 John 5, 6 to 12 says, This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not only by water, but by water and blood. 
and it is the Spirit who bears witness because the Spirit is truth. Now listen to this. You may not understand this in your mind, but as we always quoted David Morris who said, it's better felt than tell. Let your spirit receive what I'm about to say because there's something dynamic about God wants to reveal something. There's something about the witness of three all through the Bible that there had to be a witness of two or three. In the governmental realm of heaven, there's witnesses and there's a witness of three and there had to be a witness of three in Jesus' life that said he is now a mature son. And there has to be a witness of three, three things that we need in our lives that need to happen before we will begin to function as mature sons on the earth. Listen to this. 1 John 5 verse 7 says, For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And listen to this. And there are three that bear witness on the earth. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. There's three things in heaven witnessing something. But I want to ask the question, what is it they need to witness? Verse 9 says, If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God, which he testified of his Son. There are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. What am I saying? Jesus walked this earth for 30 years, just like an ordinary man. He wasn't an ordinary man, but he was like an ordinary man. Did no miracles, no signs and wonders. Nothing supernatural that we know about. Until one day, there was a witness came. And God spoke from heaven and said, this is my son. And the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. And Jesus is the Word. And suddenly you had the three witnesses saying, This is now my mature son. He is ready to do the work and business of the Father. There was witnesses in heaven. Jesus is the Word, the Spirit, and the Father. And they witnessed and said, Now it's time for Jesus to be the mature son. Let me show you. There are three witnesses in heaven that testify that Jesus is the Huios mature son. And there are three witnesses we need to enable us to walk into mature sonship. Let me just go back. I need to read the scripture one more time. There are three that bear witness on earth. The spirit, the water, and the blood. What are they bearing witness to? We need the Spirit to come in fullness. We need the Word to come in fullness. And we need the blood to come in fullness. And when they three things are in our life, 
then it will witness in the courtroom in heaven and say they are now ready to be the mature sons on the earth. I'm not sure you're understanding that. But the blood is one of the witnesses that we need in our lives. We need the Holy Spirit, the water of his word, and the appropriation of the blood because there's three witnesses on the earth. Let me read Matthew 3, 6 to 17. I want to explain it a bit more. It says, when Jesus had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased. That's the three witnesses. Jesus was the Word. The Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And the Father spoke as the third witness and said, This is my mature Son. He is now ready to walk in fullness on the earth. And for us to walk in the fullness, there's three witnesses on the earth. One is the full appropriation of the blood of Christ. The second is his word becoming one with us, the rhema word, the word of the Lord Christ himself becoming fully united with us. As we eat of his body, we are transformed. The DNA is transformed into the DNA of God. And his spirit coming upon us in fullness. Three things that we have. The word, the fullness of the spirit, and the blood. They will witness in the courtroom of heaven. And one day we will hear the Father speaking and say there's a company of people on the earth who are ready to be the mature sons. And the Father will say, this is my son. The blood, the fullness of the Spirit and the seven spirits is part of that. And the fullness of the word in us will be a witness in the court system of heaven. And when we get those three witnesses, we will begin to function like Jesus will come from nowhere. He did nothing for 30 years and then suddenly he changed the world. And suddenly we will become the the sons of the kingdom, the mature sons. Because the father will speak and say they're now ready for the business of heaven. The blood the Spirit and the Word working in us, becoming one with us, us becoming the fullness of who He is. And the witness in heaven, witnessing with us and earth, saying they are ready to be mature sons. Because it's the mature sons who receive the inheritance. There's an inheritance in Christ for us, but we've never functioned in the fullness of the inheritance because we're not yet mature But as we appropriate the blood and the word and the spirit, we will become mature. And the day is not far.
Paul Keith Davis recently released a word. He says, great warriors will emerge in this hour. The Holy Spirit is preparing a body of people to expose spiritual gates and open everlasting doors that the King of Glory may come in. He will reveal himself as the awesome man of war who is strong and mighty in battle. Substantial authority will be given to this warring band to sever the head from spiritual spiritual influences that have successfully stolen the inheritance of God's people. God intends to retrieve his precious gifts and the vessels to which they are entrusted. These days we'll see many who are leaders of wickedness become vessels of light and righteousness. This is true in both natural and spiritual arena. And Paul Keith goes on to say, For the past two decades, I have had a keen interest in understanding modern revivals and the positive things that were done and also understanding failures and mistakes. Part of the mandate for this generation is to recapture and restore to the church our lost heritage. Many forerunners and pioneers obtained a testimony from God and blazed a spiritual trail that left an indelible mark upon their generation and understood this high place in God. This next part is what I want you to hear. Recently, I was sharing some of the great things that the Lord has shown prophetically that he will do in the last days through his mature sons and his spotless bride. But someone asked me, how can these things be? They seem so tremendous. But when I inquired of the Lord, the response came authoritatively saying, tell them there's power in the blood. Tell them there will be the full appropriation of my blood before the end comes. says the empowerment will likewise be carried to the four corners of the earth. God is about to download through his government messages that teach and preach Calvary's cross in profoundly powerful ways. The body of Christ has scarcely touched the great redemptive truths of the cross. These will prepare the bride for her union with the bridegroom. And the enthusiastic preaching of Christ's shed blood will be recaptured in the church through the great revivalists in the order of John Wesley and George Whitfield. We are about to get a revelation of the blood. We are about to become the full, contain and walk in the full stature of Christ. We are about to become Mature, like Christ. And we will become like him because there's a fire coming that will burn up things and destroy. And the voice from heaven will be released and it will shake not only the earth but the heavens. And the voice will shake the demonic realm and it will all be shaken so that only that of the kingdom will remain. 
and we will be changed by the fire and we will be changed by the blood and as we appropriate the blood and we get the fullness of the Holy Spirit and function under the fullness of the seven spirits and are totally consumed by his word the rhema word the word becoming Christ and dwelling in us there will be a voice in heaven that says this is my son hear ye him the blood the blood the blood when we get this revelation of the blood everything changes and the key to taking the blood is taking it beyond the veil beyond the veil is where we take communion where we eat of the body and the blood is beyond the veil and we are transformed Nothing but the blood 